Hey, and welcome to the Grad School Sucks podcast. My name is Dr. Matt Carlson, and I am your host. And today I want to talk a little bit about resumes. In today's episode, I'm going to share three tips on how you can simply improve your resume. And I actually shared these tips in an Instagram live stream when I recorded earlier today. And if you want to follow me on Instagram and check out the content I released there, I'll leave a link to my Instagram bio in the description of this episode. But without further ado, let's get to those three tips on how to improve your resume. So the first thing that I wanna say, the first piece of advice on your resume is probably the easiest thing that you can do. And that is to add the URL to your LinkedIn profile on your resume. You put it at the top where you've got your name, your phone number, your email, your city, state, or region. Then you can add your LinkedIn URL and make sure that it is clickable. And the reason why you want to do that is if you think about the mindset of a recruiter, recruiters want to know that you are a safe bet, that you can do the job, and they need to be convinced of that by the content they see on your resume. And the longer that you can get a recruiter to look at and engage with your work experience, your skills, the more likely they are sold on you and the more likely they will be to give you a call. And actually a company conducted a study in the past few years where they looked at candidates who fell into three groups. These were fake profiles, they made them up Uh, but they applied to real jobs to see what the outcomes were. They had three groups of people. They had a group of people who had a resume with no LinkedIn profile linked to it. They had a a second group of people who had a incomplete LinkedIn profile that they linked to on their resume. And then they had a third group that had completed LinkedIn profiles that they linked to on their resume. And actually, It was the people, of course, who had complete LinkedIn profiles who were significantly more likely to get a call from a recruiter compared to both the other groups. Interestingly, the groups that did have a incomplete or poor LinkedIn profile linked to on their resume had worse outcomes than those who didn't have one linked at all. So I think the takeaways from that are really simple, and that is link to your LinkedIn profile on your resume and then make sure that your LinkedIn profile is complete. Those are the the two things to pull away from that study. So that was number one, simple way to improve your resume. Just go ahead and link to your LinkedIn profile make sure it's complete. Number two, and this is probably the more difficult time consuming one, but it can be really valuable to you if you put it to use. And that that is to use the PAR method in your work experience section. Use the PAR method. And the PAR method stands for P-A-R, and that's P as in problem or project that your work was addressing. A is the action that you took to further the project along or address the problem. And then R is the result. It is a simple way of framing bullets in your work experience section. And I think it's a really important thing for grad students to use specifically because in grad school we are trained to be fairly verbose. If you think about the documents we create, journal articles are typically 18 to 24 pages. CVs can be 8 to 10 pages or more. 
we we tend to fill space and it's not that we are filling it with uh, information that isn't dense but when it comes to a resume you really need to be streamlined in the information that you provide recruiters typically have to go through hundreds of resumes in order to whittle down to a list of people to call and give a first round interview to excuse me and they just don't have time to spend two or three minutes looking at every resume and frankly most resumes will get on average about eight seconds eight to ten seconds of actual reading time from a recruiter so you want your resume to be punchy and the most important part is going to be the work experience section so instead of having a bullet that's descriptive where you say I analyzed data I conducted lab activities I helped undergrads and I uh, wrote up analyses and manuscripts that's really descriptive but instead having something that talks about a specific project or problem that you worked on maybe you needed to complete data collection efforts in order to get a sample big enough to apply for a seed grant the action that you took would be of course to go and collect the data <coughs> or lead others in doing so and you could drop the amount of data that you collected make it quantitative that can make it more interesting and more powerful to read and then of course talking specifically about the result where you gathered enough data say to where you could find significant findings and apply for a seed grant so if you are watching live I'm about to say the third and final thing so go ahead and let me know if you have questions drop them in the chat and I'll get to it after the third thing the last the third thing that you can do to make your CV even better is to put your education at the bottom and this is something that I see a lot of PhD students uh, missing they put their education at the top and I think that there is a there's a value that a lot of PhDs put on their education and I think that that makes sense you know we spent a lot of time getting these degrees we want to show off that we got these degrees and sometimes we may feel like that's the most valuable thing we have to offer but recruiters when they're looking at a resume they want to see two things number one they want to see that you can do the job and number two that you look like you're going to be a good team player that's oftentimes the two things that recruiters and hiring managers need to be convinced of and when you put your education at the top that doesn't really communicate that you're going to be able to do the job because it 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 comes across as really academic and it comes across as saying your education is the thing that is the highest value that you can offer to the team and while education can be great and in some specific jobs that need a PhD maybe you would want to put your education at the top for, for the vast majority of jobs putting your education at the top can be a signal to a recruiter that you aren't really uh, there yet in terms of being ready to do the job and uh, that maybe you aren't the right candidate so the three things to do were put your URL to your LinkedIn profile at the top of your resume and make sure it is clickable make sure it pulls up to a LinkedIn profile that you have put the work into to complete it number two use the par method whenever you're going to structure the bullets in your work experience section 
And again, for par, it is problem or project, action, and result. And then number three, put your education at the bottom. I know folks have jumped in and jumped out. I'm going to scroll back up and get to some of these questions and then sign off for the day. Does that mean we need to be very active and have a lot of connections on LinkedIn? No, when I say have a completed LinkedIn profile, that specifically means each aspect of the page, your own personal page is filled out. So you've got a headshot, a clean looking headshot, you've got a background or banner photo, and you can get those free from canva.com. You can find a lot of great ones there. You have an about section, that's the tagline, where you basically say who you are. Are you a researcher? Are you a data analyst? Are you an instructional design specialist? And then maybe say a little bit more about what you do. You have your about section, which is further down. And that's where you get to do most of your storytelling and convincing uh, recruiters that you are a person that they should at least give a first round interview to. And then you have your work experience section and your education section and your skills. There are other sections, but those are the most important ones to focus on. All right, do we have any other questions? Having 500 connections on LinkedIn can be helpful. I don't think it's necessary. It's something that a lot of people talk about, but frankly, I didn't hit 500 until I already had my job, and I did a lot more networking with PhDs in industry after I got my job, and I wouldn't necessarily working about getting 500. So another question, what distinguishes a complete LinkedIn profile from incomplete? We just covered that. All right, so those are our questions. Thank you all for joining in. I hope you liked this, and uh, if folks do like the live interaction, I'll go live more often. So I will see you all next time. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. All right, folks, those were my three tips on how to improve your resume. I hope you got something out of that today. And if you want to hear about new resume tips in the future, I'm going to be releasing a package that includes resume tips and a resume template sometime in the next few weeks. And if you want to be one of the first to hear about it, then you can jump on my email newsletter. I will leave a link to that in the description of this episode. And I'll see you all next week for another exciting episode.